and welcome to another episode of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of the Chief Constable of the Police Service of Northern Ireland and Agnew. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 33. But before we begin this episode, I would like to take a moment to dedicate it to someone who left a five-star review of the podcast on iTunes. CKChow78 said, Wonderful podcasts. Helps me to get a clear and concise understanding of recent judgments. Thanks, Marcus, for all the effort. That review came all the way from Singapore, and it's amazing to see the podcast getting listeners from across the globe, so thank you very much. Anyway, the case that we are looking at today concerns the recovery of money that should have been paid to police officers and civilian staff in Northern Ireland when they took annual leave. We will start with the relevant legislation because that gets to the heart of the dispute. On the one hand, we have the Work Time Regulations Northern Ireland from 1998 and 2016. And then on the other hand, we have the Employment Rights Northern Ireland Order from 1996. Those working time regulations implement the EU's working time directives in Northern Ireland and required member states to ensure that every worker is entitled to at least four weeks paid annual leave. One issue was that for many years this paid annual leave was calculated based on the worker's basic pay, but has since been interpreted to be calculated according to a worker's normal pay. Importantly, this calculation also accounts for any overtime performed by the worker. The appellants in this case, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, accept that the respondents were underpaid, but this legal dispute is about the period for which the workers can recover. The police looked at the working time regulations to argue that the officers can only recover the sums underpaid in the three months directly before the claims were brought before the industrial tribunal. Meanwhile, the respondents relied on the employment rights order, which would potentially allow the officers to claim a series of underpayments, so long as the last underpayment was no more than three months before the claim was brought before the industrial tribunal. The police officers were successful in the industrial tribunal and the court of appeal, so the chief constable appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. So the respondents want their claim to succeed under the employment rights order because the series extension would be more favourable to them, whereas the chief constable argues that this does not apply to police officers because for the purposes of the order, they are not considered to be workers or employees. Despite that limitation, it is important to remember that the working time regulations derive from EU law, and a central principle of EU law is equivalence. In other words, national rules that relate to rights under EU law should not be less favourable than the rules governing similar domestic actions. As such, the officers argue that because the remedy under the employment rights order is more advantageous, they should be able to enforce their EU rights via this legislation, instead of the working time regulations. The Supreme Court agreed with that assessment and held that the officers should be able to benefit from the series payment as well. The two pieces of legislation are sufficiently similar in their objectives, 
that they can be regarded as equivalent. Furthermore, there is no restriction that the claimant must be within the class of people who could ordinarily bring proceedings under the comparable legislation. As such, the series payments should be read into the working time regulation so that the police officers can benefit from it, and the principle of equivalence is satisfied. However, before the judgment concluded, there was also some discussion about what was meant by the series underpayments. The purpose of this remedy is to protect those, including many who are vulnerable, from being paid too little for the work that they do. For workers who suffer repeated deductions from their pay, there is better protection against the short limitation period usually available. What counts as a series depends on the facts of the case. Here the series were all linked by the fact that payments had been made based on basic pay rather than normal pay. The series did, does not require a contiguous sequence, and a gap of three months or more between underpayments does not necessarily bring the series to an end, and nor does a correct payment if that was still worked out in accordance with basic pay rather than normal pay. So overall on the surface, this sounds like a pretty minor decision based on a small distinction between two similar pieces of legislation but the effects of this judgment could be huge. For the Police Service of Northern Ireland alone, this is expected to move the needle from a £300,000 payout to more than £30 million. This is not to mention the estimated thousands of cases in Northern Ireland that have been stayed as this decision from the Supreme Court was keenly anticipated. Now, many other employers could find themselves similarly exposed. This is not to say that the decision is wrong simply because of the size of the expected payouts. The principle of equivalence exists for situations exactly like this. Individuals should be able to get the most out of their rights under EU law. EU-derived legislation represents a minimum standard for across member states, and potentially vulnerable claimants should not be punished if domestic legislation goes further than that basic level. Brexit may have pulled the UK out of the EU, but the legislative history in cases like this shows that it will be years before that thread is properly unpicked from the statute book. Well, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com for providing the theme music. Before I go, just a reminder that one of the best ways that you can support the podcast is to leave a five-star review just like CKHL78 did. And if you do, then I will make sure to read it out on the podcast. You can also subscribe to my Substack at uklawweekly.substack.com where you will be alerted about new episodes and get more content from me. There is also a paid option if you are in a position to support the podcast financially and help to keep it ad-free. You'll find a link in the description to this episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now... Bye!